advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am... am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am... Not so fast. Loses meaning. I am so fucking with the You say funny things. That was a little different. <laughs> um, you ever notice, like when when the bell hit, is just nice and solid and crisp. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. We always have a good episode, but when it's like like a not very good bell hit. It's not. Yeah, I, I, haven't kinda, made, I haven't made the connection. How was this bell hit? It was good. Oh, it was good. solid. Just yeah. like the bonus episode we just did. Yeah. Uh, it's solid bonus ring. episode. Yeah. yeah, solid bell hit. <clears throat> yeah. Whenever it's kind of a off bell hit, like it's just- The yeah, whole episode. Yeah, the whole episode is not very good. Yeah, yeah you got to get the right harmony. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's up, gentlemen? We haven't done this in a long time. Mm-mm. Oh, you mean Stanley? Yeah, we haven't done it in a while. We haven't done Stanley in a long time. Fuck, man, I struggle with that shit. I had the weirdest. Yeah, you were, you, Brent was, was texting me all night, like, dude, I know we did Stanley. I was like, dude, we didn't do Stanley. When I was looking at like pictures for cover art, I was sitting. There we've like, talked about Stanley before. I'm trying to remember what the episode would have been. I know we've talked about. It. I don't remember the episode. I know we've. And we also did him. something where I was like looking at like Marvel, like a collage of Marvel characters to make artwork for some reason, where I had like. Like a bunch of Marvel characters on one page or some I think we, shit. I, I think trying. we did Stan Lee. We didn't do it. I looked and looked and looked and looked. I fucking dug up and then I, and like I knew some of the shit because I was watching uh with great power comes great responsibility and like some of these little mini videos. I was like, man, I know some of this, but it's because I tried to draw for a little bit there and I was like, well, I, there was some oh, Stan Lee shit and so maybe that. But I remember making the artwork though. It was like in my head, like looking up the character. Yeah, because like, I did. We've definitely talked about Stan. I had before. a vague notion that we talked about him in some capacity yeah. before, but I don't know what episode that possibly would have been, where another topic would have overlapped with us talking about Stan Lee. I don't know yeah. what. Even I on the live, someone that. just said, "Didn't you do Stan Lee?" I was like, we didn't. No. "You're thinking of Bruce." I think we might I, have. Yeah, yeah Stan we did Lee. Bruce Lee. We didn't. No, we didn't. I dug for it. We didn't. And the thing, like the the, <laughs> the didn't know. Right I searched Lee. it. About, and the thing is, like the thing that really cinched was it for me one? was. <laughs> I'm a big enough nerd that there would have been shit that I read reading Stan Lee's background right. that never would have left my nerd brain. I knew shit about like, like uh, I didn't know Kirby and shit though, but I was trying to figure out why I know that. I knew stuff about them, but I mean, I, I know plenty. I mean, I know a lot about Stan Lee and about Marvel comics and whatever. I don't though, and I knew some of for some way. stupid reason. Yeah, I was like, maybe I, I watched know. this documentary a long time ago, just out of interest or something. Maybe that's all I can think. Man, yeah, that's a weird. It's very uh, Mandela. It's fucking. It was a wreck in my head. But you remember that one time we did it, but we did the from the different perspective. It happened, right? Yeah, where it was like the oh, serial fuck. killer. Yeah, yeah, that was hmm. weird. Yeah, yeah no, we never did see? Stanley. Good, good, good. Feel better about it now. Even Brad couldn't find it. I SofaKingCoolMagazine dot com has an article on Stanley. That's oh, what it was. Quit saying you need a fucking update. I know your phone keeps doing that. I don't know why. 
Well, my phone. Oh, yeah. The Sofa King phone in your station. <laughs> oh, there's the <laughs> Sofa Kingdom like podcast. They do it? Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to listen to that. Huh. Yeah, It'd be awesome if that's what they called it and like every week they just did what we did last week. Slightly better. The Sofa Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. on a couch. Yeah. So we have a new whiskey. It was sent a, to us put a dent in by, uh, right now. yeah, I poured a lot more than I, I mean, it's like a crazy pour, but it was a lot more than I wanted to. Down the bottle a bit, though. Uh, Jason Delgado and Isabel Martinez were uh, kind double. enough. The thing is, Isabel thing. Martinez, though, is it? No. It's a bell. It's not a Martinez. Isabel Martinez? Yeah. I mean, it could be a Martinez. Good question. And... Isabel Martinez. Or is it not Martinez? I, you know, know. That's I mean, when you ding the bell, does it Martinez? Yeah. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. I don't either. So we have Navigator Straight Bourbon Whiskey, um, finished in Navigator Red Wine Barrels. Oh, so Navigator must be a wine. Hmm. That smells so a little whiskey. weird. Whiskey. Oh, it's Axel's birthday. Hmm. How appropriate birthday. We that we don't know a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Got crazy legs. Super smooth. Man, that's warm. You get that like, it's just like set in there, like like how yeah, the Gatorade should under been. my tongue, uh huh, like in the back below. That was really weird. That is where it's at. That's weird. It is yeah, right like there. It's coconut. like a, almost like a um, uh, like had like a layer. You yeah, know what I mean, like for sure, it's just like coated. <laughs> a, yeah, it's probably those fucking really, legs I'm looking. It at. was really it's very smooth, really smooth, really, really, really. It's really like kind of caramely and coconutty a little bit yeah. on the back end. <clears throat> little <throat> tiny bit of heat, but it, it falls under your tongue, so it kind of misses the, the coconutty. I'm getting a lot. Yeah, it's very sweet and coconutty. Like I feel like my taste isn't messed up, but I think my smell is still a little bit weird. I can't smell shit still. Like it has to be really strong and only certain stuff I can smell. So I'm Crazy. like this. I smell everything. So like, right wait, now wait. my shit don't stink. Oh, nice. Nice. You know what I mean? Walk out of the bathroom. No one knows you just melt in the fucking wallpaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck. To everybody else. To you. But to me, yeah. I'm just like, I can breathe so it like, in. So like if I walk out, someone's like, oh, it's going to rain. I'm not smelling that right now. Like mm-hmm. I can't smell the outside world where I'm like, oh, it smells, weird. It smells like there's a fire today or there's I can like s- rain today. I can smell really strong stuff like like cologne or like deodorant up close yeah. or you know what I mean, like really strong stuff, but like like food or anything. But yeah. what I've noticed, anything that's chemical based, like for some I reason, like natural shit, I can yeah. smell. But chemical stuff, I think like I'm missing a spectrum of smell. Like there's a oh, yeah, band sure. of it. Because I go in like to the shop and it's supposed to smell like Hawaiian Breeze Glade mm-hmm. plugins, like it always can't smells. Smell it. All our customers are like, oh, it's so nice. What is that? What is that? And we're like, Hawaiian Breeze Glade plug-in. Like every day, some old lady says, what is that? It smells so good. And I walk in and it smells like some fucking crazy weird-ass chemical. I'm like, that's a weird smell. Yeah, you're missing yeah, part I, of it. I'm missing like part of it. And I just smell like the under fucking yeah. belly of the fucking I'm just scent. glad I can taste. Like my taste is actually getting like better. Um, you know Sam Lingle? Mm-hmm. Um, he fucking can't taste shit. Like he said that he was just squirting yeah. mustard in his mouth and shit. Yeah, that's and how like, I was. Like I could eat hot peppers all day, just fucking, and they don't have any taste or like. There's no, there was no like function. That's what he said. In my he, mouth. He's like pours teco all over his fucking food, and he said it's just like his stomach kind of hurts because he ate so much hot sauce yeah. because he was trying to taste it, right. and he still can't fucking yeah. taste it. I was like, damn, that yeah. sucks. It, it was really weird. I have yeah. to say, I tell people that I have a bad sense of smell, and people are like, yeah, I do too. I'm like, I don't think you understand what I'm talking about because I've never smelled a Glade plug-in really? one time walking into this shop really? because I have such a fucking bad sense of smell. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, like, I have a really when you bad when it's gonna rain or it just first rained and it hits the fucking yeah, street. I can water. smell yeah. that. Okay, I can smell that. Yeah, that's what I kind of miss. But like, I, you know, and I, I mean, I, I definitely smell stuff. I smell coffee. I yeah. smell, you know, whatever. But I, I have a horrible sense of smell, and I'm gonna tell you. I would not want it any other way. Nah, yeah. Like everyone I know who has actually, a really acute sense of smell, their lives are miserable. Yeah. All they smell is the onion on your breath yep. and their own feet. Yeah. And fucking, just, it's like I don't smell any of that yeah. shit. I was going to say, Burke, Burke, Burke has kinda, like spidey sense, man. No, she can I smell everything. I kind of like, that? yeah, I kind of like where I'm at right now where I can like, if I smell this whiskey, I can smell the coconut Yeah, you can focus on it and get the smell. I can smell it. Yeah, I'm good. But like, like literally, I could take a shit. You know, right. like a nasty one, you know, kind of wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you know the bathroom is oh. going to smell and I don't smell it. Yeah, my it's shit's, great. My I shit's never smell That's it. the thing. Like if I, if I take a dump and I'm like, ugh, that smells rotten. Then I'm like, oh, that really smells Yeah, rotten. it must have. Really I'm like, I need bad. to turn the vent on if somebody's <laughs> over because that shit blew up the house. <laughs> you like, have to recognize exactly. when. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, if I'm terrible. smelling that yeah. shit, that's really bad, yeah. dude. That's you got, funny. You got this fermented fart. Yeah, I, I, I am having. I mean, I can smell now. Like it, it's, uh, it's there, but it's man. There's some stuff I'm like, I really should be able to smell that. I'm, dude, working in the garage. I was working on my wife's quad, and like, dude, I was spraying carb cleaner, and I had fucking gas. Like, I was like cleaning up oil with gas on the, you know, on the concrete, right. you know. And I just, I couldn't fucking smell any of it. And I get know. Fucking light I did. I started getting the fucking, like, I was like, Phew. I was like, man, fucking something's wrong. And my, like, my son would walk in the garage or something. He's like, oh my God, dad, like, he's like, right. open the door, you know? Yeah. And, and he's five and he knows better than me, you know? Right, like, right. So yeah, it's pretty That's bad. Funny. So, um, uh, every week we give out a hot sack, um, or a hot box brought mm-hmm. to you by El Yucateco mm-hmm. Hot Sauce. Um, and all you have to do is post on the social in some regard, uh, post a picture of you enjoying El Yucateco, uh, your food, see it in the, in the or, wild, or, or yearning it for it. it, yearning for yearning it, yearning for it. Yeah. Something creative showing us how desperate you yeah. are for El Yucateco and we'll send you, you some. You use yearn set. very often. Yearn no, is you don't. an underused word. Yeah. Um, just like oblivion. Yeah. I have to fix something I, for my neighbor. That's like, it goes into an urn of some sort. Like it's like. Some sort of decoration that like it's like a base that fits into an urn. She was like trying to like she's like you know like it goes in like, like it's husband. like long like it's a little wider, um, but I need it cut down. Like, do you think you can cut it down to size? You know how it's supposed to go into the urn, and I'm like, no, yeah. Are you talking about your husband's ashes. I don't yeah, no, no, it's not her. I don't know. It's not her. Like, it's the my neighbor who's running around with a gun. Like, if you didn't, if you're not mm-hmm. on the the bonus episode, you don't know what I'm talking about, but. Um, he's like 80 and it's his girlfriend. Like they're really nice people. Like they're, they're super nice. They, they love my son. You know, they have swings in their front yard for their grandkids. He goes over there and swings and stuff. But like, yeah, she's telling me this, like, yeah, like, do you think you could cut it down for me? Like, you know how it goes in there and it, you know, how it's supposed to fit in there and I'm in the urn. And I'm like, what are you talking what about? What the fuck is going on here? So I was like, yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah. I'll cut it down. Is it metal? Like she's like, yeah, it's metal. I'm like, okay, like I'll get with you tomorrow. You know? She's like, okay, cool. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I still have no fucking idea what I'm cutting down. You'll find like, out tomorrow. Like, do I need to put, gl- is it somebody's ad? Do I lick it? <clears throat> like, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't even know who's earning it. It's your it chance is. to be a legit cannibal, though. I've, I'm, I think I'm pretty legit. Okay. <laughs> You're pretty legit yeah. at cannibalism? Yeah. Man, that's really, really good whiskey. That's really good whiskey. 
It's good. I just took another drink. Like it's really good. It's I just, good. I wrote it, it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that. Like if I, if I find that bottle in the wild and it's not too expensive, twenty bucks. I might pick one up. That's they, pretty. They, nice. I'm at anything eighty and over. I'm getting. They drove to That's town. They were not from here, so I don't know. But it wasn't too That's, far away. It's really nice. Anyway, the LU Tech Hot Sock. Uh, hot Sock. Yeah. Hot <laughs> that sock. would be sweet. Can <laughs> we send in a sock? sock? Yeah, we can do it. That's funny. We have um, socks. I could just stuff them with tech. There you go. It's a hot sock. Yeah. Um, is brought to you by, uh, let me find his name. <laughs> Old Socks. It's on uh, Reddit, uh, posted on the r slash King podcast, and it was posted by Kirby733. He posted a picture of two grilled on an outdoor grill hot dogs um, on white bread with mayo, avocado, tomatoes, red onions, and a lot of uh, Caribbean. And he said 11 p.m. drunk hot dog grilling with Caribbean and the red golden retriever Mars. I don't know what that part means, but we saw these. golden retriever named Mars. Oh, maybe. We saw these uh, ghetto midnight hot dogs. And as we've said before, you don't need some pristine, like, you know, four-star fucking Michelin meal. Like, this is a legit drunken hot dog moment in the middle of the night. And it was, it was uh, elevated with uh, El Yucateco. Um, and you can tell he's a fan. Look at the arsenal of bottles. Yeah. And look all. at the level on them. Yeah, they're all below the label. Yeah, they're all below the label. He's been and he working. clearly just used the other. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's been working on it. So thank you, Kirby733. Uh, Frankie Pigeons will reach out to you and uh, get your deets and uh, send you a hot sauce. I had a moment of regret. Like, I was like, oh, I should save this Teco bottle. I was like, oh my God. Like, what if I would have saved every Teco bottle? Like, washed it out and it's like, Oh, fucking fuck. lying Don't start studio. doing that. I'm not going to. Oh. <laughs> it's too late. Thank God it's too late. Because what if I had had every tackle bar that I had fucking gone through? It's hundreds, like for sure. Oh like, yeah. It would like surround this fucking room, like like a fucking like a bandolier that like it would be so much. Like I can't even imagine. But the problem, I'm so OCD that it would bother me that someone was like, you mind? And like they grabbed some Teco and I was like, that one's not mine. I can't save that bottle now. Right. Like I wouldn't save it because someone had some of it. I can respect that. Yeah. I can respect that. You should do that at your house. Mm -mm. Like start saving them. No, because no other people still eat out of it. I'm saying only the ones you eat out of that you know. Take them home, save them. I'd have to have like, I'm like a little box dude where like yeah. no, no one touches Teco. Why not? These are my Tecos. Cause that's too far, bro. That's what you guys are doing to me. Oh, you know what? You don't have your first one, huh? Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing it. though. We're going to open this before it gets any hotter. <clears throat> you think it. it's, you think it's, it's going too oh, far. I think that's the only point where it's worth doing it. Yeah. If I had my first yeah. one. No, if you like have your own box and you're like, no, if you, oh, you want some tech out? Let me get you a different box. I'm not, I'm not doing it, Dave. I'm not playing your game. I'm not even telling you to do it. I'm just saying that's the only time that it yeah. would be legit. I think it sounds fantastic. <clears throat> All right. Joseph Castro gave these to us. So we have Bob Ross. God damn. <clears throat> Which we said don't go out and buy Bob Ross stuff. We didn't. They were we giving did. it to us. Going we didn't no, I know. Us. But I'm saying we said on the show, don't go buy the Bob Ross stuff because it doesn't go to his family. And then here goes and fucking then, yeah, Mr. There Castro. Go, fucking Castro buying shit. Ow. All right. So this is an energy drink? Is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm only having a little, Fago I'm red a little pop. bit. Fago Red Pop with the, all this right it? now. Are we? Mm-hmm. Spreading COVID. It's at the bottom, bro. I did it on Dave's fingers. Nice. Dude, look at the color on it. Let me see the color. Wow. What is it? Wow. Oh, it's blue. It's a, it's, a, no, it's, like a, it's a razzleberry. Oh, it it's is. It's a happy little blue. I mean, mm. 
It's pretty sweet. It's not bad. Is there like a weird rubber taste to that? No. Yes. Is that there? Yeah. Yep. There's it's a weird little plasticky layered in. Well, it's part of a paint. It's part of a paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. There's a little. It's got a little Hotkins. In well, there. They, they pour all. They pour all of it through his hair like a filter. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> they saved sweet. that. They saved it. He. They won that. The Kowalski's got that in the in the mm-hmm. settlement. They got mm-hmm. Bob's hair. They're like a clown. What do they got? They got scalped them and they, they got it vitamin D, wig. calcium, and iron, 0%. <clears throat> zero percent. Zero milligrams of iron, zero milligram micrograms. Yeah, what's on the list of what D. you have to list though? Not normally. I don't know. Like it also has no lead. It's not bad. It's got a weird aftertaste. It's got a weird I I never drink energy drinks, so I have no idea how this compares. Forty two grams. Yeah, I set that aside because I don't want to be up till three AM and have a heart attack right. tomorrow. Exactly. So I'm a I'm asleep like a baby. Yeah, and as always, you, uh, before we get too far in, we always want to uh, thank our patrons. Um, this uh, this week, we've got a couple that we want to shout out. Uh, patronage uh, really helps us make the show go. It uh, helps us uh, survive uh, the long winter. Um, and we always want to thank our patrons. And the first of our patrons that we want to thank is Robin Kelly. Mm. Remember Robin? You don't want to get caught doing that, though. Yeah, you don't want to rob <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. You don't want to rob caught. Kelly to pay Paul. Yeah, you're out there robbing Kelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a bad bad path to walk down. Yeah, I heard she's related to R. Kelly too, mm-hmm. though. So oh really? Yeah, it's yeah. tough right now. For Except her. she yeah. is R. Kelly. She really, is, Robin? Yeah, Holly. she is R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. oh, that's tough. How did we not hit that first? <laughs> She is R. Kelly. Wow. wow, that's tough. Yeah, she walks around pissing on little kids. Yeah, because yeah. she's smaller. She's shorter than R. Kelly and doesn't have a stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw he so got convicted, walked. right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So she's the she's the new R. Kelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She took a spot. Like she took up the P mantle. Yeah, she took his P spot. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like anytime you invite her over to your house, you have to put those doggy pad things down. Like <laughs> yeah, so she yeah, only yeah. pees on yeah. the pads, not the kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He just—he got him duct taped up and piss pads. Like yeah, little, little football uniforms. Like yeah, you got to put them on the wall. Yeah. yeah. And if you look, look at like her, a, if you look at her friends' Instagrams, you can find her. Like a lot of times when she pees like that, she then like does it the little boot scoot with her butt on the ground. <laughs> the scratchy boot, the yeah, booty she, scratch. She, yeah, she yeah. she'll leave a fucking snail trail in your yeah, kitchen yeah, if you're sure. not careful. For Watch sure. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you see her from behind with her hand in the front. You know, yeah. she's pulling up her. Like, <laughs> it's it's quiet yeah. for about three feet, and then it starts yeah. making skirt skirt noises. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. when the slippery wears off, the snail yeah. trail runs down. It's like skirt skirt. Yeah, yeah. all done. Yeah, <clears throat> sounds like uh like when the whipped cream runs out of the fucking. The, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> if she goes in your kitchen and asks where your paper towels are at, fucking yeah. kick her ass out. <laughs> And get yeah. and get a black light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you, you have a Swiffer? <laughs> Why do you need a Swiffer? No reason. Skirt, yeah. skirt. Yeah, she's like <laughs> spelling shit on your carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, R. Kelly was here. <laughs> Man, I wonder if she realized her initials R. Kelly. For I, sure. I hope. She I don't didn't. know. Maybe not. I hope this is the first she's putting it together. I hope so too. Yeah. Oh man, ruined her. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, oh, she's been ruined before. I think that's enough for that. So yeah. thank you, R. Kelly. If you want to <laughs> support us, go to patreon.com backslash King podcast. Um, and you will uh, find various levels that you can enter. You always get free uh, bonus episodes uh, once you're uh, a member at any level. And then you get live broadcasts and all kinds of swag. So check it out um, if you're interested in it. And as always, we are a member of the Pod Belly Podcast Network. 
Um, if you're into podcasts, if you want some good uh, stuff to listen to, um, head over to podbelly.com. You can listen to the shows directly from the website or you can get pointed to where to download them. But check it out at Podbelly. So our topic today <clears throat> is Mr. Stanley. And uh, I know <clears throat> a lot of people know who he is. Um, even if you're not into comic books, I think the the popularity of the MCU, the Marvel Comics universe in, in movies has made Stan Lee kind of a household name, even if he wasn't before those movies came out. Um, he was in most of them. He always does like a little yeah, funny, terrible actor. in, in yeah. all of them. Horrible, terrible actor. actor. Yeah, I um, told Brandy he's basically the Kurt Russell of comic books. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Stan Lee, um, at the end of the day, uh, uh, when he passed away in uh, 2018, he was worth a total of fifty million dollars. Um, the, uh, that doesn't seem like that much. Being it doesn't seem like that much. Yeah, I mean these movies are worth billions. But he doesn't own the rights, and he doesn't own the rights. He doesn't own the rights to the characters because they were always under Marvel Comics. And we're not going to talk a whole lot about it. I mean, there's there's a lot of controversy because we'll say some other names as we go through. But um, some people specifically, I guess I will say names specifically, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko were kind of co-creators on most of these characters I with feel like them. He gave yeah, credit. A team. I feel like there's he gave credit where credit was due on <clears throat> he that. He did, but they yeah. never got financial. Yeah. yeah. You know, they never. He didn't too much either. Though, he didn't. Really. I mean, and, the, and the thing is, we'll talk about the system, but he would, you like, from everything that you read, he would be like, oh, I've got this new character. He's the Incredible Hulk. And he would be like, this is how he got his powers. This is what he's like in the real life. This is what he should look like. So run with it. And then the the artist's kind of the idea, job yeah. was to then draw out, and they would say, "This is going to happen in this episode." Then this, then this, then this, and then the artist would sort of draw it all out, right. and then he would go back and add the dialogue once it was all paced he's out. Like, so he's like the composer. It's like he's like, yeah. I, "This is what I want, but I can't play the violin." You know, what right. I mean? it's like very Steve. Jobs well, it's how it's how comic books are, though. It's like you have a writer, yeah. there's a story writer, right? You have an artist. Some comic books are, people like it for the art. You know, because there's a certain artist, you know, yeah. uh, Campbell did the art on this one. And this right. is like the story doesn't fucking matter. I'm just reading and for t- the art. Yeah, yeah, you want the artwork as opposed to some of them are written like you're like, oh, shit, this one's going to be hot because this story writer wrote it's it. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, they're fucking really good. And so when that comes out, it's a new, you know, new whatever and fucking, you know, the story. And if they hook up the right artist with the right fucking story writer. It's just magical. Yeah, you have this, yeah. you have these, you know, these books that come out and you're like, oh, fuck, like these are the, the ones that get turned into fucking movies and the ones that, why, you know It's I mean? why The Walking Dead became such a phenomenon. Yeah. Because that comic book was just the perfect collaboration yep. between an artist and a yep. writer. And, it was and they just, came back out good. like, uh, a lot of people don't know that the original Walking Dead was black and white. Yes. Now they re-released the yeah, whole, re-releasing the whole color, shit. Yeah. All in color, yeah. so they've they've remarketed it, you know, yeah. rebranded it. Yeah, so it's a good idea, um, yeah. And it's, again, it's a it was an indie comic, and it was like, how much money do we save just not coloring it? Yeah, you know, and we're making it like a it's a black and white zombie horror thing. So yeah. it even it made sense, you know, it fits, yeah, it made sense. Um, but uh, I should just had the blood mm, red, just get the blood in, yeah, there. just yeah. the blood. There's uh, some comics which I just found out. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge comic head. Like, I really do like comics, and I mm-hmm. like like collecting certain ones. Um, but uh, like they have ones that have no words in them, and those yeah. are like there's only a few that are like that. And there's mm-hmm. certain ones like, oh, that, that one's worth fucking a lot of money because it was the first one that didn't have words. Right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, or there's this or that. And so, like, it's kind of cool that that you have an artist who can do a comic book, 
with no words and still you can look through the pages and, and, still and get, the get the story. Arc. story yeah. 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 So it's pretty cool. Like there's a lot of, a lot of creativity and a lot of and comics uh, are a trip too. Like <clears throat> I've read them my whole life. I've kind of gotten back into collecting them again. I, I can't even say collecting them. I'm back into buying new episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. right now or new issues. But I taught a graphic novel once in one of my classes, um, a comic book called uh, mouse, which is basically about the Holocaust. Really uplifting. Comic yeah. Book. But it is about Collect a mouse. All of them, it's yeah. a mouse from the Holocaust. That could be um, a cool perspective. I can it's really it. fucking yeah. cool. It's like a classic, like, you know, award-winning comic. And it was like, I didn't realize until like the second day we were studying it, like the students didn't even know how to read a comic book. Yeah. They were like, I don't get it. So like, what do I yeah. read? Like, what do I read first? How do I? Yeah, like it's kind of like know, a fucking book. Yeah, almost, you kind of like, go panel just, to panel. Yeah. But then it's like, but on this page, there's like only two panels and there's like a big thing in the middle and then some stuff over here. And it's like, oh, okay. and it's like you start to realize it's, that yeah. when they fuck with the format, people might be like, I don't even know what's happening on this page. Yeah. You know? Um and if you think about it like a movie, like for those of you who who have never read a comic or whatever, like how I interpret, I, I guess you could interpret it different. Like, cause I've never been formally taught how to read a comic. You just kind of read, yeah, you yeah. know, and how I look at it as like, when you hear a movie, there might be a sound in the movie coming off from the side. Right. So you, if you kind of read in 3d, if you will. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? In right. hearing. Right. Where that you're reading that and you're looking at it, but really it's kind of like that off noise or, you know what I mean? Something happening far away. If the mm-hmm. artist projected it right, um, you can tell that like, oh, that's like a background thing or right. something happening over here while this is also going on. Uh, so that's how I interpret it, I guess. And everybody interprets them differently. Sure. So you can enjoy, <clears throat> you know, I could enjoy something more than you because I see it different right, or read it right. different, you know, and I like it that way, yeah. you know, so it's kind of cool. It's, it's, you know, you can be creative while reading it. Yeah, that's true. As well. You can read it the way you want to read yeah. it kind of a thing. Um, so one of the things, and we'll get into all kinds of stuff about Stan Lee, but one of the things that really set him apart. Um, and I was, I, I realized this, but I didn't consciously realize it until I was doing this research. But one of the things that really set him apart was he, um, his store like before Stan Lee superheroes were pretty fucking bland two dimensional like I I have these powers and I yeah. I'm here to help America it was just that portion and it's like that's yeah. it and Stan Lee was like no I'm gonna make Spider Man and he's a college kid and he's poor and he's struggling with civil rights issues and his black friend is going to get drafted to go fight in Vietnam and there's protests on campus about Vietnam and Uncle Ben's no going to die. Uncle Ben's going to die. No one wants him to be Spider-Man because they think yeah. he's a menace. The right. newspaper, you know, normally the newspaper loves Superman and puts it up. He turns that on its head and it's like the newspaper thinks he's a menace and wants him to stop and the cops are after him but he's he's compelled to do good and it's like you see the what's under the mask and that that's now what all comics are like. I think like. the limiting yeah. factor was that how little, like, no one thought that big or that deep because you have, like, however many pages you have, right. tw- 20 pages, and you have, like, this many fucking, you know, pictures and that many thought bubbles. And it was like, right. what kind of story are you going to tell with that little right. text? But I also, and I also wonder, because at one point when we get into the story, <clears throat> there's a point where he's pretty young and the the editor slash writer and the artist that are above him both quit due to a disagreement with management and they're like, okay, Stan, you're the guy like make our comics. And maybe at that point it's like, well, fuck like, yeah, he's going to go fight Dr. Octopus 
and that's going to take like one issue. But if in the background he's having trouble with his girlfriend and he's worried about his aunt May and there's problems on campus and he just got a job at the newspaper, I make that one battle with Dr. Octopus turn into like five, ep- you know, yeah. five issues. Like I can it's instantly smart. stretch yeah. out what I'm doing and make people care. I even remember as a kid, like when I first started reading the X-Men, it's like I loved it and all the action and whatever. But usually about every six months when a story arc resolved, there would be like one episode, one issue where they were just back at the X mansion and there was nothing happening. Right. Like we're, we're all healing and they're swimming by the pool. Just dialogue, and they're, like and it's just, they're just hanging out at home. And I remember as a kid, I fucking loved those issues. It was like, you never got to see something. Well, like it's cause that. it's like getting to see like the, the behind the scenes on your celebrity. Exactly. Like, what are the yeah. Kardashians doing right, right now? It's and it's like, you know, the X-Men live at the X-Mansion and do all this You're stuff. And it's like, scenes. now I'm like in the X-Mansion, yeah. you know, hanging he out. Tapped into that, like uh, reality TV almost Kinda. with like fake characters. Yeah. I remember wanting to be fucking Spider-Man so fucking bad, dude. When I was little, like I, I remember to be an X-Man so bad. I wanted to be I Spider-Man. Like, I built this fucking thing that like went on my wrist that shot Ritz crackers like nice. all over my fucking grandma's <laughs> nice. house. Like yeah. she had like this fucking uh cookie can, like those little butter cookie can, and it was full of just like random shit because she knew I'd make something out of it. I used to make foreign case traps. And so I had this thing that would like shoot Ritz crackers off my foot. It was like a, a like a clothespin and a rubber band and like I don't know what the fuck. It was pretty impressive, really. Um and then I had like trip wires all over the fucking place, and I was just like running around and I, I wanted to be Spider-Man. At some point in time I had just the mask. And I was like, I need the whole fucking right, suit. I need right, the whole fucking yeah. thing. But I remember even like walking the line of like, if I could just get bit by a radioactive right. spider. Yeah. Because it yeah. made Give me it, a Mr. Spider. Yeah. Yeah. Set him on my wrist. How many kids yeah. got bit by a spider probably because of that? But what I was oh, thinking yeah, was. a few. Is my point to it was like, it made it where you were like, maybe that was just a kid and he became Spider-Man. Yeah. And I would think to myself when I was little enough to have that kind of like unchained imagination of possibility where I thought. Oh, I could maybe that could happen yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. I could be like Spider-Man. Right. Like it right. could happen. So looking at like the characters that he created, just like, and this isn't all the characters, but just to let you know, this is Stan Lee. Fantastic Four, which is huge, but since it hasn't been done well as a movie, a lot of people don't think it's huge. Yeah. But Fantastic Four really oh, yeah. redefined yeah. the comic book in every way. Fantastic yeah. Four. Fantastic Four. And keep in mind, almost all of these are like 1962, 1963. That was like the magic Stan Lee moment. But Fantastic Four, 1961. um, And almost all of these are him and Jack Kirby, him and Steve Ditko, or him and his brother, Larry uh, Lieber. But Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. Larry Lieber alone. The the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, Loki, the X-Men, Daredevil, Nick Fury, Black Panther, Hawkeye, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Groot, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Peggy Carter, Doctor Doom, Falcon, Galactus, Silver Surfer, Avengers. Like, that's just the start of the roll call of the shit that he fucking came up with, right? And it's like, that's... Marvel, how did the name Marvel? Because there's Captain Marvel. Where did Marvel come from? I didn't see that. It just evolved. They changed the name at some point. They just changed it a couple of different times. I don't don't know where the name Marvel came from. Look it up, actually. Um... But and I, I thought about it because it's like when George Lucas did Star Wars, his his and like one of his intentions was to follow classical mythological arcs because he wanted to reproduce mythology in the modern world. And it's like people think about George Lucas in that regard. Like everyone, like if you've never seen the movies, you know who Darth Vader is, you know who Yoda is, yeah. you know what the Force is, etc. 
and people like praise George Lucas for having done that. I think in that regard, Stan Lee kicked George Lucas's ass. Yeah. Like, I mean, up and fucking down. Yeah. Um, he, 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 the impact he had on modern day mythology and culture, I don't think is duplicated by anyone. Like, even if you look at DC and you like Superman and Batman and, and Flash and Wonder Woman and whoever, those weren't all created by one person, you know? Yeah. It's like, that was the magic of Marvel and, and Stan Lee. So, um, as a Ute, he was born Stanley Martin, uh, Lieber during the, uh, depression. His parents were Poe. Um, they worked every job they could work. He said that he remembered constantly overhearing them talk, um, that they were always worried that they weren't going to be able to make the rent every single month. Um, they never knew if they were going to have food on the table from day to day. Um, just typical great depression, poor, and pretty much everyone in the family had to work every side hustle, every job they could take just to try to, to make it. Um, they lived in a very small one bedroom apartment he and his brother uh, stayed in the bedroom, and then his mom and his dad slept on on the fold-out couch in the living room. Um, and uh, he wrote obituaries for news services when he was a kid. Um, he wrote, once he was a little bit older anyway, press releases for the National Tuberculosis Center. He delivered sandwiches um, to Rockefeller Center. He was an office boy for a trouser manufacturer. Um he was an usher at a theater. He sold subscriptions to the New York Herald Tribune newspaper. Basically, anything you do to hustle money, yeah. he was doing, just like his brother was, just like his father was, just like his mother was. Um, and um, he remembered having a fondness of action movies when he was a kid and especially loving um, Errol Flynn, which was, you know, like sword fighting, you know, back in the day, Castle Time Adventures. Um, that really uh, uh, hit him um, in a in a big way and influenced him. Um, and then when he was 15, he entered an essay contest, um, which again this shows how good a fucking writer he was. That when he's still in high school, he's writing hand he's writing press releases for the National Tuberculosis Center and obituaries for a news service. Um, and when he was 15, he wrote um, an he wrote for an essay contest in the newspaper called the Biggest News of the Week contest. And he just kept winning it every single week hmm. to the point that the newspaper was like saying, please don't submit an essay again. Right. Like someone else needs to win this thing. And when he got that letter from the newspaper, it was like, oh, I can really do this. Like I'm a good enough writer that I'm just dominated. Yeah, right. it was a vote of confidence. And um, he just, you know, ended up uh, gravitating towards writing I saw the the Marvel thing. There's lots about it, but the guy Goodman that owned the the company mm -hmm. changed it as part of a tax trick to avoid tax liabilities oh, okay. because it's a different changed name for name. a company. Because yeah. Marvel was the third name. Yeah, so he was doing Atlas. it to, to get away with uh with taxes. Got it. Uh, for some, that's why he changed it, but it didn't really tell the origin of it. Still, I'm trying to find the name. The first one. Time timeless. I don't know what was before Marvel though. Timeless? Timely comics Timely, was yeah. first. And then it turned into Atlas Comics, and then it turned into Marvel Comics, but it was the same exact uh, yeah. company. Marvel's such a good name, though. Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> um, so he gets hired as an office assistant at Timely Comics, um, and uh, he, with the help of his uncle, his uncle pulled some strings and got him hired there. And uh, he changed his name to Stan Lee. He just cut his first name in half, and it was... Instead of Stanley, it's Stan Lee. 
And it was because he had aspirations of writing the great American novel one day and he didn't want to, he didn't want to like ruin his reputation by writing comic books because no one took comic books seriously at the time. So he was, yeah, he was writing under a pen name so that once he finally wrote a novel, he could use. At some point, comic books became so, so controversial that like the, there was like a public outcry and people were burning him like in the streets and shit because they thought it was like the Dungeons and Dragons was making the the, youth, corrupting the, the youth. And when you see older comics, there's a little fake stamp in the corner right um from the comics authority and there yeah. was like you couldn't talk about drugs you couldn't depict sex you couldn't there were like oh, all these like, like stamp more, of approval yeah and mm. you had to have the stamp of approval and for the most part stores wouldn't sell them like publishers just weren't like if you did something that was going to break the comic code of ethics they weren't it's like take those panels out and it's like You're laughable like, at this point it. what you see oh on yeah there, it's like, totally oh, laughable yeah. yeah um so um he ends up uh working under Joe Simon, who's the writer and Jack Kirby, who's the artist. And, um, there was, again, there were so many requirements. There was a legal requirement for them to be able to ship the comic book. Um, at this time that said the last two pages of the, of any publication had to be text. So it couldn't oh, so all be book. comic. Book. Right. And then it's a book that it's a, then it's of some value. So basically, when he was like 18 and they hired him, they were like, no one wants to write this bullshit at the end of the comic books. As far as they were concerned, no one was reading it. So they were like, look, Stan at the end of this episode of, of captain America, we need two pages. So he would just write two story, short stories about captain America or about whatever the comic book was just to fill in that gap. And then he started writing even more, um, and it started to become a thing that people actually looked forward to. And the, the writer would be like, oh, that's a really good idea. We should actually do the fucking comic about yeah, yeah. that, you know? So, um, well, you figure if you're going to do it, why not take advantage of this? Exactly. Space? If you're going to write it, do it something exactly. of value. And then, and he, as we'll see a little bit later, like he, one of the things that really made Marvel take off and made Stan Lee become a, a name, like when people didn't know anyone in the comic book industry, even if you were a casual comic book reader in the seventies, eighties or nineties, you still knew who Stan Lee was. And part of it was because of those back two pages. He had some really good marketing tricks that he <laughs> did with those back two pages that made Marvel stand out from the, the competition. But Simon and Kirby left in 1941 because they got in a fight with Goodman and they couldn't, you know. I guess he was like, he wouldn't pay them on time. There's a bunch of fucking drama. He's doing the taxing, changing names. Sounds like a shady character. And the comic industry in general is full of artists and writers who, it kind of reminds me of professional wrestling. It's like you work for this outfit and then they fucking screw you. And then you go to this other (laughs) outfit and you work for them and they treat you really well at first. And then they screw you. Then you go back to Marvel again. Then they screw you. Then you go over here. But you're Jack Kirby. And it's like, they want, they're like, we want you. You know what I mean? So you can, they'll take you back on probably. You could bounce back around. Right. At this point, Jack Kirby was nobody. Yeah. You know, but you know, by, by 1964, Jack Kirby could write his own fucking ticket in, in comic books. Um, but, uh, so um, he brings on his older brother um, and he creates what he calls the bullpen and he hires a couple of different uh, artists and, and writers to start filling in the comic books. And he gave them um, all like clever nicknames and shit. It's like the yeah, Jolly yeah, Jack yeah, yeah. Kirby, like yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. gets a name. Right. Um, it was cool because so many, I watched that documentary and so many of them were like still alive. They were yeah. like, I was like fucking, I don't know, like Jolly Jack Kirby. Like they all had their little thing and it showed each of them say what their name was. Right. And you can tell that they enjoyed it. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They didn't get to pick it, but like it was fun. Right, right. Um, so he joins the army during World War II. And um, because he's such a good writer, 
They make him. I didn't even know this was a thing. Playwright. He becomes one of nine army playwrights. That's pretty like crazy. once he got out of basic training and he got his assignment slip that should say infantry or whatever. It said playwright. Hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I would love to see if you get a hold of that somehow. Like because oh, be he had like yeah. training manuals written by Stan Lee. But did you get credited in there? Was it like written training manual written by? Probably not. Probably it was yeah. probably by his real name. Oh, probably. Fucking, or it was know. just by the army manual you know it might yeah. not have it might yeah. not have had an off yeah, he did all kinds author. of instructional stuff like probably like how to fucking put tents up and shit because they needed oh that, yeah all that, that kind they of they stuff. needed that kind of stuff written like technical yep. writing and a lot of it was um filmed like you can see all those old world war ii how-to films that they would show the gis and he was writing the scripts for those you know and it was him there was a guy um who isn't like a super huge name but he was an academy award-winning director named frank capra not at the time he was a fucking kid in the army um uh, someone who became one of the most famous uh, cartoonists for the New Yorker named Charles Adams and Theodore Geisel, a.k.a. Dr. Seuss, were all part of his nine man division. Isn't it weird how like through all these things we study, like you find out that all those dudes were hanging out together. Yeah. Like they all become right. like, you know, Aleister yeah. Crowley and fucking Jack Parsons. Right. Like people are all hanging out and then yeah. they become these huge figures. Yeah in history and yeah. it's like what what is a what's that about like what is it because they were friends and they had connections and one guy got hooked up and hooked up the other one is it because they were all i mean you have to keep in mind they how many together somehow well, how well, many like, people I mean, did the like army have people hang out you know yeah. what i mean like so and how many people did the army have at their disposal to say you're going to be one of the playwrights like th- they had hundreds of thousands of people and they literally picked the best of the best to, to go into this position um, and it showed, you know. Trying to find that manual. There's a something from the 1961 called Golfer Anonymous by Stan Lee, <laughs> ultra rare. There's some weird Stan Lee there shit. There is some weird Stan Lee Yeah, if you're a Stan Lee fan, there's some weird shit on eBay. So one Army story that I thought was kind of funny is while he was in the Army, he was still getting paid on the sly um, from the comic book company. Oh, that's right. So Timely Comics was basically, because he wasn't ever overseas, he was still in the States. And he would every week he would get a letter every Friday from the people at Timely, and they would say, "Look, we have we Captain America, we need Captain America, we need this, we need this, and we need this." And then Stan Lee would write all the stories out and mail them back. God, how like every single week, and it made it back. Like you just, you just get lost; it's gone. All that shit you wrote—that's oh, the yeah. one copy yeah. gone. The right. mailman loses it. Yeah. So, um, one week the mail clerk in the at his army base left it in the mail room so he couldn't get the notes on what he had to write over the weekend so he went and he took a, a he looked through the window and saw that the envelope from timely was in his mailbox so he broke the he broke into the door with a screwdriver got caught by the MPs and was like fully facing like fucking a court martial in time at Leavenworth and shit and for, for uh, tampering with and yeah like for tampering with the mail and breaking property. into military property but the colonel um, who was in charge of the finance department apparently liked Stan. The, the CO of the base hated Stan right. Lee, but the guy above the CO yeah, like liked him. Like another guy, like, because if you give him a chance to talk, it was like reasonable. It was like, I asked, the guy lied. It's there. It's a responsibility that right. I have. Like he's being, he's doing something good, really. But you, but on but, Army's clock. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're doing fucking side work on the Army clock. Like, no Maybe thanks. if he's only doing it when on his off time, though. Do There's no off time want. if you're in the Army in yeah, fucking World they, War they II. Your ass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, you got so much extra time. Why don't you write some manuals? Exactly. So he gets out of the army. Um, he goes back to Atlas or to, to timely comics by the 1950s. It turns into Atlas comics. 
Um, and they're mostly focusing on romance, Western humor, science fiction, medieval, medieval adventure, adventure, um, horror mm. and suspense. I want to go on an adventure. So they're not even really doing superheroes <laughs> at this point. They're doing fucking Westerns and sci-fi and creep show and, you oh, know, yeah. stuff like that is, is kind of what they're churning out. And he's pretty tired of it. Um, he reaches a point where he's not really loving comics anymore. Part of it, he said in the documentary as well, too, he was just like burnt out from it because he also those restrictions, like he yeah. couldn't write what he wanted to write. You know, they're writing comic books that are primarily like aimed at kids is right. what they're thinking. And, but then they're like, but you can't write all this shit. And so he's just going to fucking quit. He's like, I'm yeah. just going to quit doing this shit. And in the interview, um, his wife tells the story and, uh, she said, so I told him, you know, if you're just, if you're going to quit anyway, just do what you want to do. Right. Just write this next one geared towards adults and do what you want to do just to get it out of your system. Yeah. And then he tells the story mm-hmm. from the other perspective and says, and he's like, what am I going to do? Get fired? Right. I'm quitting. I'm quitting anyway. So he writes what the fuck he wants to write. Then it was Fantastic Four and, number and it, one. And it works out. And, and it was also because so DC was doing well because they were smart enough to realize, oh, everybody likes Superman. Everybody likes Batman. Everybody likes the Flash. Mm -hmm. Like they had all these, you know, everybody likes Wonder Woman. They had all these key superheroes already that really had nothing to do with each other, but they just all wrote them. And all of a sudden they're like, what if we just put them all in a fucking team? And then they made the Justice League and it was just selling through the roof. So I think the the brilliance of that is you have people that are fans of this character and people that are fans of that character. When you put them together, they go, oh, hey, I'm Batman. Like, and then now they, I want to buy Flash. Now, the Batman. Yeah, exactly. got, I want to learn more about They got the yeah, yeah. people to buy the Flash. Like, yep. yeah, they yeah. can bring yep. them across. Um, so the Mar- the newly minted Marvel Comics, um, previously Atle- Atlas Comics, uh, tells Stan Lee, you need to write something that's going to compete against the uh, Justice League. And that's when he writes the Fantastic Four. And I mean, the fa- even the Fantastic Four, it's like, you know, one of his first, you know, truly his ideas. It's like Johnny Storm is kind of a, a hothead and egotistical. Yeah. And um, then there's the married couple in the middle. There's Ben Grimm who becomes the thing and he's fucking depressed and he's a monster and he yeah. hates himself and what he looks like and he doesn't want his yeah. superpowers. He said in the you know, documentary too, he's like, what if you had these powers? Like, how would you actually feel? You're not, it's not always going to just be good. Like, it's not great. Like, yeah. He's like, even to the fact of like, I look ridiculous in this costume. Yeah, like, yeah, I look yeah. silly. Like everyone in the world right. is going to see me run around in this fucking cape yeah. and this hat or whatever. Right. Like, right. it's silly. He's like, or or my show off. If I had these powers, I think, I think he they said did he that. wants everyone to know I can do yeah, this. Yeah, I think I'm they did that. You. They portrayed that good in like Luke Cage. Right. Like he he's like a normal fucking guy. He just wants to be a fucking normal I just guy. I want to do this shit. Yeah, and yeah. and but he has these fucking he's invincible or whatever right. it is, you know. Right. And like it's kind of cool. I've been stuck on uh man. I don't know why either. Um since I started like buying, cause I'll, I, I kind of go on like, I'll buy some comic books and I'll get some number ones and then like some new stuff. I'm like, Oh, like I kind of want, I kind of want to get that when it comes out. Cause it might be hot. It might be worth some money. Right. Don't even read them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, some of them I'll read. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it kind of, it's collecting the magic cards, you know, all that mm-hmm. shit. It's like collecting. And, um, and, but I saw they had at the store here, they had a, a savage she Hulk number one. It was pretty beat up copy. They wanted like a hundred bucks for it. And I was like, oh, like a hundred bucks was beat up copy of she, you know, Savage She Hulk number one, you know, and 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 was it rated? <clears throat> it wasn't graded. It was like probably like a five, maybe like if it was graded. Yeah. So it was kind of you know little wrinkle yeah. pages, dirty, and uh, and I was like, man. So I started looking. I was like, oh, they're like a hundred and fifty bucks for like a graded copy, a little better one. 
And uh, but I've been stuck on that like, and they did go up in price. Like if I would have bought that, it's worth a little bit more right, now. Especially you know, because the show's coming. Up. Yeah, so like <clears> that's <throat> one of those things. So like I'm like, fuck, I should have bought. You know, I should have bought something at that point. But I really want, um, like that's the comic book I want right now. I want to get like a like a nine point four or nine point six of Savage She Hulk number one. And I have the virgin cover of the They're reprint, like six or seven hundred. Like what's that? like five hundred bucks. 500. Like for a nine four is like three. Mm-hmm. Ish. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, nine six. What's crazy is nine six is like five, and nine eight is twelve hundred. Yeah, they they jump. like it's fucking yeah. exponential, right? And uh, but I have like the Virgin cover. Is it that cover was that a reprint? No, 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 no. no. That's not that's that's sensational. She Hulk. Uh, um. Oh, yeah, the Savage it. Shield. It. Yeah, it's oh, Shield twelve ninety five. Here, yeah, it is. for a nine Savage eight. Shield number one, nine point eight rating. Yeah. Um, first appearance, 1980, 1295. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's uh, Let me that's see the cover. Was that John Byrne? It's the one where she has oh, her yeah. and the other. Yeah. So I have the Virgin cover that has the same. Uh, it's just pink, and it and it has her. It, it's basically like a playoff of the old cover. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, those things shot through the roof because it was like a store variant that. Oh right. That that got lost. Oh fuck. And so, like half. The whatever store was supposed to get half of them, there was only like a thousand printed. They didn't get them, and so like I got some of them, and um, yeah, they they fucking shot up in price because right. no, they're rare. You know, right. nobody has them. So, uh, so I I kind of got hooked on that comic though, and I was like, man. But I read um like I bought like a regular cover, you know, that's like three ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I read it, and I was like, the fucking writing. Like the because it's the, it's the original good well dude. it's the original it's the it's the reprint of the number one you know what I mean it's the it's the reprint mm-hmm. and um I mean obviously the cover everything's different but they they you know and uh but the writing I was like man the fucking writing for Marvel is fucking fantastic it's yeah, like it's really good it's uh, if you look at other books like if you if you read some comic books and you go back to that like and you're like wow that's why they have like this fucking following right that is just i mean it's just crazy because like you read comic books it's just like reading a bad like you're in a fucking book club and you read it like that's this book was terrible yeah it's like watching like this fucking billion dollar production as opposed to a you know hundred thousand dollar lifetime movie right you know what i mean like okay the storyline i see could be good but it's fucking terrible right you know um but yeah marvel like reading that she hulk i was like man i and i really want um, one of those graded copies, just, just it's almost like the nostalgia of it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like I have this feeling about it, and you, and you know, something you want, and but, but in order, you know, like for somebody like Stan Lee to be able to create these things, yeah. and and have people like be uh, stuck on them, I guess you know what I mean. Like as far as collecting or reading or anything, uh, it's pretty incredible. You yeah, know, like is. you, you, it's incredible, Hulk. That is incredible, um, Hulk, <clears throat> or his cousin. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it is Savachi Hulk. Four. So, um, so yeah, he, he creates fantastic four along with Jack Kirby. Um, and then that was in 61. And then again, in 62, he just shits out the majority, like Dr. Strange, fucking Spider-Man, X-Men, Hulk, Thor, Avengers. Um, he didn't create Captain America, um, which was surprising me because I always assumed he did, but then I realized that was. No, I guess it does. The timing is right because Captain America was propaganda. Big. Yeah. Propaganda was big in World War or propaganda. Captain America was big in I World War you. World War One or World War Two. Jesus Christ! Um, and so was a character named uh, Namor, um, the Submariner. Namor. 
And uh, when he created the Avengers in the 60s, he brought Captain America back because they, he he never died in the comic books. As far as yeah. I know, they just kind of quit publishing Captain America. The war was over. Who gave a shit? But then he wrote in the he Avengers back in that time, relived he his was, life with his he was girl. frozen. They found him yeah. frozen in the ocean. And it was like, oh, OK, we got him back. Yeah, um, I never liked Captain America. He's I like Captain America. He's like always boring to me. I, I like him. I don't know. Um, but uh, so he starts creating, and again, like you know, looking at like the way he creates his characters, Tony Stark. You know, even even in the 1960s, he was an egomaniac. He was a playboy. He was an alcoholic. Um, Daredevil. You make blind. things relatable. You grab yeah. that demographic of audience. Those people yeah. are like, hey, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, I, I could be shit. a superhero. I, could, I want to be the shit like Tony Stark. They're, yeah. they're out there making an Iron Man suit out of <laughs> yeah, beer exactly. cans, like Josh even, Burton on a Saturday night. Exactly. Even you just guarantee the guarantee he did that halfway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he had the mask done and the arm. And yeah, the arm. he definitely had the arms. arms the arms done, were first. Yeah. yeah. He just he had the first cuff of Coors Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or what's he drink? He drinks some shitty ass beer, probably natty. Like fucking natty. Yeah, natty ice. Yep, um, Rolling Rock. The fact that he puts Professor X in a wheelchair, like yeah. Professor X can't fucking walk yeah. from day one. You know yeah. that's fucking cool. Yeah, um, is it the though? the? I mean, it's great representation. You know, he creates the first black superhero with the Black Panther, like yeah. in the mid, like. And keep in mind, he names him the Black Panther in the fucking. Middle of civil rights, what about black, you know, race who riots. Made, who made black there, Spider-Man? There are black Panthers out there and he names his character black Panther and just fucking goes for it. Yeah, you know, fuck it. um, but all, all kinds of shit. The X-Men are all miserable. They don't want their powers. Nobody wants them to have powers. They're persecuted by the, like Cyclops. His life is miserable. He can't even open his eyes without blasting right. energy out and destroying the world. Yeah. Like, you know, he really turns things on his head in the sixties with the stuff that he's doing with comic books. Um, but the thing that really makes it sell is those last two pages. And even when I think back as a kid, I would read whatever comic and you'd get to those last two pages. And it was usually letters to the editor at that point. And it was just dear editor. Thank you so much for what you did in Superman. Your biggest fan, Billy from Oakhurst is the minimal like length by design. Is that like by design? Is it because it's like, well, it's a ton of work. We could do all this illustration. We keep making them talk. We got to draw a picture for every fucking page. And you just got these thought bubbles. So you can knock out a bunch of content in the end of those two pages. Well, no, it was, it was a law. They had to have, two they had to, of, but right. I'm saying like, why not just get the whole story out and make the whole book then? Why just keep doing the two pages? Is it because the illustration would be so intense? Probably you'd have to draw. It kind of takes, well, pages. it takes away from anytime you have like too big of like text yeah. it's not about that like the 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 way that the comics are designed it, it's not i'm confused so i was looking at some heavy. comic stuff while i was doing this and it was like i see thought bubbles everywhere i was like how do you even know what fucking order you're supposed to read no, that's what we were talking about right. yeah to jump around like that. it's yeah. almost like i mean that's what we were talking about it's like regular reading like you go from you go from set to set like it's like mm-hmm. they're talking to each other or they're talking to themselves right. And then, you know, you're kind of going in regular book order, you know, but then there are those like, it's all over the place. I was like, I don't know. Weird stuff. Like I said, but there's like background stuff going on. So if you think about it in like a 3d environment while you're reading it, like, I don't know if it, like, I guess some people can't do that. You know what I mean? It's just like music. Some people can't hear the hi-hat or the, you know, this or that, or this in the background, a fucking little, you know, organ. I guess if it was something I had, I just didn't do. Yeah. It's it's like a, it's like a 3d environment when you're reading it. And, and that's how I do it anyway. And, and. It's pretty much, I mean, you knew what the character, which character needed to talk to which character. So you know where, how it's going to go the back and forth. I mean, if you read the first line and it was backwards, you would kind of know, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, 
And there's always a little arrow pointing to the person who's talking or thinking the thing. And even if you're not sure, am I supposed to be reading this thought bubble or this speech bubble first? Like once you've read enough comic books, you've you've just made the mistake enough times that it's like, oh, he said this and then he thought this. And it's like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. He would have thought that first. Oh, I should have read that first. instead of this. Yeah. And then you just kind of get used. And then they they place they place them in order. Like, yeah, you know, like it's like they place left, right, left, right as it goes down. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, he start like he gets his catchphrase, which is Excelsior. He starts to refer to all the comic book. As he got as, older, it was Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> he starts to refer to everyone as true believers. Um, and there's just, and there would be a little sketch of Stan Lee in a lot of them. There was a section that he would call Stan Lee's soapbox in those last two pages where he would talk about some cultural issue like fucking racism or a riot that just happened or some real world shit. And like it reached a point and that was when he started to refer to, you know, jumping Jack Kirby and all these different people. So all of a sudden some kid is writing a letter to the back of the comic book and it would be written to jumping Jack Kirby or it'd be written to Stan Lee instead of dear sir or madam or right. to who it may concern. Um, and he um, how to read comics. Oh, oh, there's instructions. Oh, there's like a thing. Yeah. It's just over just and down, yeah, just yeah, like a book. Keep, yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah. So it's it's you like I remember when I was a kid and I would get to those last two pages and you would see this somebody from fucking Hoboygan would write what? like <laughs> somebody from Hoboygan. Hoboygan. Would Hiroken. Write, you went with Street Fighter on that. I went Someone Jerry, from Hiroken. Jerry Lewis. On it. Hiroken. Um, Hadouken. Would Is write a says? letter and it's like, oh, I had that same question. And this is a kid just like me, like somewhere out there in the world writing to Stan Lee. And Stan Lee isn't just answering in some like generic way. He's answering as Stan Lee. Like there's a voice it's, to yeah, Stan yeah. Lee. There's a there's a way he talks, and it would be like you would see that. You know, and that's kind of where you never heard Stan Lee until we heard him, though. Like in the comic book, you wouldn't associate. No, you wouldn't associate. But then in the eighties, I think in nineteen eighty one. Um, uh, the amazing Spider-Man and friends came out and it was like, Sp- it was Spider-Man, Firestar and Iceman, very strange combination. And then it would rotate between that and episodes about the incredible Hulk. And it came out every Saturday and Stan Lee would narrate. And it was kind of the same thing. He would set up the story. The story would happen at the end. He would talk and he would say, welcome back true believers. And you'd get that Stan Lee voice. And at that point, his voice was stuck yeah, in my yeah. fucking head. And every time I read a comic book, you read it that, that was voice, fucking Stan yeah. Lee's voice. And you already knew what he looked like. Cause he always drew, oh, he that's, drew so pictures you, when of you read, himself. When you read Marvel comic books, you read it as a narration of Stan no, no, Lee? No, or just no. those back. Those well, back you're going to read it. Oh, okay. You're yeah. going to it as the character that's what i thought yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. but so like like you're asking how to read so the the speech bubbles are circular mm-hmm. and they point to the character jagged bubbles um or thought or enlarged yeah they can be indicated that the character is shouting thought oh, bubbles right, jagged thought bubbles look like puffy clouds mm-hmm. uh, and have a trail of dots pointing towards the character's head and narration panels are square or rectangular. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. So, if you see a, a rectangular uh, or square panel with words in it, that's a narration. Right. So, I always hear, you know, Morgan Freeman's voice reading right. that right. Nice. As, as you continue through, you know, the characters. So, that's cool. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, what he did in those back two pages made everyone 
not just feel like a nerd reading a comic book, but part of a community. Kind of like what Roddenberry did by going to those early fucking Star Trek conventions. And it's like, there's a bunch of people just like you that love this shit just as much yeah. as you do. And those last couple pages where Stan is a person and the artist and the author are people with nicknames and you just felt part yeah. of this community all of a sudden. And if you picked up a DC comic, none of that existed. Yeah. Like that just wasn't, there was no persona no the there. Name, you don't know. There was no, like you felt like there, like you wanted to be in the bullpen. Fuck. I want to go to New York and go to the Marvel offices and hang out with these people. And even though I like DC comics too, I didn't want to go to fucking the feeling. Is I didn't want to go to the yeah. DC office. Yeah. Like, like who gives a they shit? They said that, uh, Stanley was super animated too. They would do crazy stuff. Like they were talking about like, if he's going to like hit the table, like you don't just hit the table. Like you fucking hit the table. He's like, if you're going to do some kind of action, you do it all the way. Like yeah. you could do whatever this action do it hard and they said that he would be like standing in your in your like doorway trying to explain some shit and like people would think like what's happening and like he's a commotion yeah. yeah like he was like choking himself or something one time like trying to explain to someone <laughs> and they said they just saw like stanley standing like just outside the door in these arms but it was his arms <laughs> and they were like oh my god like they ran down there and it was just him choking himself <laughs> because he's trying to explain like no no right. you gotta choke him like this like, yeah. he's, he's telling him and it was just him telling an artist That's how funny. to draw something right but he right. was just super like animated that way how he saw it yeah. yeah so he developed that marvel method which was i come you know i already talked about he comes up with the basic story arc tells the artist the artist draws all the panels and then uh he goes the, and overlays the writer the... goes back and and at first it was him but then eventually it became other writers yeah. you know he would always be the the showrunner you know using today's cool he, turned, he turned into the steve jobs of basically of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's cool um, how the art can influence the storyline, though. He has like the oh, general absolutely. outline, and then they draw, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Oh, I didn't think about it. Would do this." Right. It's like the same people when, when people are writing music. It's like, "Oh, did you like have a guitar riff and you made lyrics over that? Or did you write some lyrics and then you just made it fit into the music? Right. Like, what comes first? Right. You know? it does, and the answer and, is whatever. Yeah, that one was just know? a collaboration. Yeah. It's cool how it bounces back and forth. Um, in 1966, uh, uh, Ditko left the company, and he teamed up with John Romita Sr. Oh, Ditko, uh, there's a funny story about him because he was like, he had the same thing that Kirby was like, he like wanted his credit right. for Spider-Man and Stanley actually wrote, like hand wrote out a fucking thing that said, like he helped fucking do this or whatever, like wrote him a letter and then signed it. And he said, here, I'm giving you credit in writing and I signed this. You can show this to whoever you want, but it still doesn't matter. It's still Stanley. He gave him a paper and fucking signed it that you co-created yeah. Spider-Man with right. me to like try to satisfy him so that there weren't like hurt feelings because he's the rock star. Like every time they write yeah. an article, it's Stanley, right. Stanley. And he actually wrote and signed that fucking thing saying he helped create right. Spider-Man, but still no one, no one hears that name. Yeah. And then at that point, Steve Ditko Who? was probably like, Steve okay, well, Mike what Ditka? I meant was I want the credit and more of the money. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, thanks for the yeah. credit part. Yeah. We're halfway there. Like, where's the fucking money? It's, that's um, like the genie wishes. You should have been more yeah, specific on the first one. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, he you. and John Romita Sr. Uh, team up, and they make Spider-Man become the most popular comic book in the world, basically, for, for quite a long time. Um, and it's still like, even though I don't think of it in the, in that regard, like it's like Spider-Man is like always in the top three most recognized superheroes in the oh, world. Yeah. I mean, there's like, kids still dressing up and you right. know, it's as, usually Batman, I mean, Superman, Spider-Man, like those think, are the, uh, even with Iron Man and even yeah. with all the shit that's going out, that's still the top. I think three. them going into movies really help, you know, signify, you know, what comics are, but I, because kids nowadays aren't reading you know, like sure. I said, I go down the comic shop and granted there are kids that come in there, it's you know, adults. with their parents or 
It's fucking some weird it's little guy, some weird little guy that fucking Shit's just got fucking off work, expensive. and he's fucking, you know, and he's in there and he's fucking looking and around. He's never and stopped. He's been doing that. He's since been he's doing it. Kid. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, I go into the comic book store right now and like, I don't buy everything I want that no. just came out this week, oh, and no. I walk out between fifty and eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and that's me being conservative and that's mm. every fucking week. Yeah. Like a kid can't do that. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, really the best way, if, if you do have a kid who wants to read comic books, to be perfectly honest, the best way to do it is to fucking to, and you want them to read a paper comic, not something digital, go to fucking marvel.com or dc.com and just get a fucking subscription to your house. Yeah. It's cheaper. It just gets sent straight to your house. They'll have every single issue. It won't be like this one suddenly spiked because so-and-so died. And when your kid gets to the store, they've been sold out. Yeah. You know, so how does that Which is pretty much everything. From Marvel. Like what character, what like they just send you, you what buy you the, want. you buy the book. Like I have a 12 issue subscription to Wolverine. Right. So every month I get oh, you, every you issue. Pick of, okay. You pick yeah. the book you want. Right. Yeah. You subscribe to it and it's cheaper it's cheaper than going to a comic book store and uh, you don't get like variant covers or anything like that. You're not guaranteed really that it's going to be in great condition by the time it gets to you through the post office. Um, but you're going to have it. And if you don't want to spend a ton of money and you just want your kids to, and part to me, that's part of the biggest problem is in general, you don't get every issue. Yeah. Cause they all fucking sell out. And even though they're yeah. pulling them for me and whatever, you're looking for back super issues. Hot, and you stuff, don't get yeah. it. Like you have to backfill on eBay and some shit like that. But, um, it is what it is. Um, so, uh, I just want the number ones. Exactly. I want, um, so Marvel, uh, becomes more and more popular. He becomes the editorial director in 1972. And that's pretty much the heyday. Um, you know, this, this is all the heyday 60s, 70s, early eighties. That's when Marvel was probably at its biggest and its most dominant. Well, he said at one point it was like almost shame. Like you didn't want to tell people what you did. He said, all my friends were like lawyers and yeah. ar- architects and fucking engineers and they didn't take me serious. And he said, so you'd be at like some kind of dinner and they'd be like, Oh, what do you do? Like to try to make small talk with whiskey and a cigar. And you'd be like, I'm a writer. And he's like, and then walk away as fast as you right. can. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then they follow you back. Like, oh yeah, man. So like, what do you write? And he's like, uh, books and then walk away as fast yeah, as you can. Yeah. And he said, finally they'd follow you down and you'd be like, what kind of books do you write? And you'd be like, comic books. He's like, and then they'd walk away as fast right, as they exactly, could. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> because everyone was just right. like, oh, this guy's a joke. Um, but in 81, he moves from New York to California so he can try to uh, deal with TV and movie properties. Um, that's when he do- That's the same year that that Spider-Man cartoon came out. I know there was a really awful Spider-Man cartoon that was part of the Electric Company TV show on I remember, PBS. I remember watching Spider-Man when I was little and liking it, though. I don't remember what what it was. I remember watching the cartoon. Though. Well, there was the old one that had the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's the one, yeah. Does, and that was part. I think that was the Electric Company Spider-Man. Okay. That was like part of the Electric Company. Then they did a Fantastic Four cartoon in like the 60s and 70s. And then that, uh, to my knowledge, the next one was spider I'm probably missing something in the middle. Right. But the next one I remember was the Spider-Man in the in the early 80s um someone out there with a heavy lisp was like (laughs) you forgot (laughs) spider-man universe um (laughs) so five and uh, six i didn't even mention that he ends up um they promote him to be president of marvel comics and he takes the job briefly and he just to say he could he's like did it did it but he also steps down because he's like this is not what i want to do yeah it's like Like, this is profit and loss meetings and fucking bullshit and fucking finances and i want to be in the bullpen creating comic books you know and um but i just think it's like you know later in life he he sort of falls into his into a trap of he creates a comic book 
Like once he creates his own company outside of Marvel and he writes a comic book and no one wants to read it. And it's like, Oh, that's a rip off of fucking whatever comic book. And it's like, it's not really a rip off of whatever comic book. It's just Stan Lee making a character. Yeah. You just think it's generic because every character that you like was created by Stan Lee. And this is what Stan Lee creates. Right. So it's like, eventually it's not thrilling or exciting or a buzz that Stan Lee created it. It feels stereotypical or old hat, because even though everything you're judging it on is shit. He already came up. Right. With, you know what I mean? Um, it was funny. He told the story about when he came up with Spider-Man, he was like, I wanted to make like a, a guy who could stick to walls and climb walls and stuff. And he was like trying to figure out, I was like insect man. And he went through all this shit, like mosquito man. Right. He's like Spider-Man. And you're like, that's weird. Is that, does that ring in my head because it's been branded so well? Or does it just have a ring to it? It right. just kind of flows well. It's just right. a good name. It just sounds good. Yeah, and that, yeah. That's what happens when you're trying to think of company stuff or business yeah, stuff. Too. Just you're one to clicks, brand, and you're you like, say it and you're like pod belly. Oh fuck. That's it. That sounds yeah. cool. Right. Um, so he ends up, uh, leaving Marvel in the nineties and they basically make an agreement. And I think this is wise on Marvel's part. And they're like, look, Stanley, you are the fucking brand ambassador. He's a Colonel Sanders. We're just, we're giving you a million dollars a year yeah. and just show up at events and fucking give us some feedback from time to time because they realize this entire generation is in love with Stanley's soapbox, the bullpen, the character of Stanley. They're taking over a like, cult. You cannot destroy the no, leader. Exactly. Like you have to keep that and figurehead. Even in place. when Disney bought Marvel and had no obligation to do anything for right. Stanley, they agreed to keep paying the million dollars a year to him. And when Stan Lee said he wanted a cut of all this stuff because these movies were making money, they were like, here's some fucking money, Stan Lee. 10%. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, they, and, and an un, some, a number of millions amount of money that they gave him out of court and everybody was happy. And they're like, look, Marvel fans, we love Stan yeah, Lee. We yeah, hooked him yeah. up. <laughs> like, yeah. Otherwise, mean, they would have been like, fuck if, you. If Stan Lee would have been Disney. out there saying, hey, fuck you, Disney, everybody would, <laughs> yeah. the movies would not have right, done well. Right. Like, but no matter just, how good they were. That's they just smart. That was fucking that was money. Yeah, yeah that sure. was. Very it's a small smart. price to pay. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're like, God, oh, that, yeah, because we're gonna make a fucking, they're gonna make you know hundreds of exactly, billions of dollars, like, and especially when these first movies come out, the they're gonna be driven by the comic book fans. So if we turn them off at these first move, like now yeah. they could do whatever the yeah. fuck they want to, and no one's going to give a shit. I mean, even if yeah. Stanley was alive, yeah, yeah. it's like the Marvel, you know, universe is big everybody enough in knows, cinema that everybody everyone knows, knows who it is yeah. and who gives a fuck about every Stan kid's Lee. wanting to see Iron Man. Every, but when, you know, when they were first starting, you know, and even the even just launching their whole thing with Iron Man was a weird decision with Iron Man. I think like, it, yeah. I think it was, he wasn't huge. I think it was know? good though because it was of the, very the character of Iron Man. Yeah. Is really good. You, know, another, you have a, you have a tech, where everyone you have has a tech giant inside you know? them or whatever. That one's terrible. Though. Which one's that? The Iron Man three or something. Where it's like everyone yeah, has like fire inside. Great. Like they like there's bad guys that yeah. have flames in them. It's like not tech based. I don't know. It's, that one wasn't. Oh, good. You don't it's like weird. that one? But, I don't um, like that one at all. No, it's terrible. And the other thing that garbage. Some, so basically, it's the Kurt Russell too, of Iron Man. Too, <laughs> wait, an organic fire is too out there for you as opposed to like some fucking weird wired in light bulb. Yes. Huh. Strange. I know. I know aliens come through right. portals and shit. That's tech though. Hmm. That was like it was like it? wizardry and like demons. Or, it was like yeah. demons and magic. It just crossed a weird barrier for me. Right. You don't like Indiana Jones and hey, shit? I don't, I don't know. It's justified. I just don't like it, bro. Huh. It's like hmm. food. You can't help liking food. I can't help liking Iron Man three. Right. See? You that like work for it? you? Love it. I fucking love Iron you Man. You just 3. said I can't help liking right. it. Uh. Yeah, you're fucking up. 
No, I'm fucking you're you just, up. You're confusing you don't know. yourself. You're confused about me being confused because yeah. I'm not even You're Mr. Confuso. Yeah. That's your comic That's book. That's my name. name. Yeah. So the other, <laughs> Mr. Forgetful. Um, the other thing that really fed into the Marvel comic thing was the fact that Marvel sold the film rights to character. several of That'd its characters. What's that? Mr. Confuso? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm going to get you. What was your name again? <laughs> yeah. I'm confused. Maybe the last thing Are you I getting do, me I'll have my revenge you? on. Right. I'm sorry. What was your name again? That's a so <laughs> the X-Men, uh, the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, and um, the Hulk were all licensed to different companies. So other people bought the movie rights to these characters. Marvel still owned the rights to the characters in every other way. But so when the when Marvel created its own studio to make movies, like their biggest stars weren't they couldn't make movies up right. because Sony owned them because Fox owned Fox owned X-Men Sony owned um, Spider-Man and whoever I, I forget who owned Hulk. I want to say it was Sony, but they couldn't make a Hulk movie that worked. So when it came time for them to re up and keep the rights, they were like, fuck it. You can have the Hulk back. And then they folded <laughs> Hulk back into the, the Avengers. Go, and then eventually Norton. Sony was like, fuck, we can't make a Spider-Man movie right anymore. And Marvel movies are a billion dollars a piece. So they were like, hey, Marvel, let's just split the difference. Yeah. Like you do you like it'll be a Sony slash Marvel. So Spider-Man is kind of on lease. To, you know, it's kind of weird to me. Well, it's not weird, but it's uh, it's interesting that like no one can come up with those great characters again. You have like this bucket of characters and everyone just reboots it, reboots it, reboots yep. it, reboots yep. it. Like there's it's so rare for things to come along. Like you get like Harry Potter and then you get fucking maybe, I don't know, Game of Thrones. You get some authors that pull some shit out that they, they use right. it or Lord of the Rings. And they fucking milk, milk the fuck well, out. But Stanley, like they got that bucket. Like, fuck, we milked it. We did them all. Let's just reboot them and do them all. Again. Well, they do the same thing in the There's, comics, though. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times yeah. those comics have been rebooted in comic. Yeah. Oh wow. Because it's like a it's a new generation. Right. It's like by the 1980s, no one read the shit from the 60s. There's a whole new era. So we have to relaunch. X-Men and we have to relaunch again, yeah. so we just start again at number one yeah. everyone can get on board with this version of the yeah. story and then at the time it would be like every 10-15 years but now they just fucking reboot well, shit and like it, every and three it's, years it's, it's like like we talked about The Walking Dead if if you wanted to read the story you know how expensive those books are ah, fuck you man. know what I mean like so now they've rebooted it and you can actually get those books yeah you can right, get them you know, now so. and you can but, always get them digital that's always a big option that a yeah. lot of people do I just I can't the, get the, the digital comics I mean, there is a lot of great mm-hmm. story arc and a lot of great comics out there that they could make movies off of. That's why people buy and invest in, you know, getting comics and certain comics because they think like, oh, there might be movie rights released to this, you know, right. or whatever. And if that turns into a show or this turns into a show, then the comic price, you know, price shoots up. Yeah. Um, but there are great stories out there that you don't hear about this, not Marvel. For you sure. know what I mean? There's, there's, there's a ton of different comic companies that have great, comics there's a really obscure comic called grendel about oh, grendel, named, yeah. uh, hunter rose that came out on from dark horse comics yep. and it it went from like a weird detective-y kind of thing to like cut to like a thousand years in the future and like the human race worships him as a cult some weird shit and yeah. they're, they're really cool comics they're all over the place um and i've always liked grendel they're very gritty they're very mature they're pretty fucking obscure. And I just found out Grendel is going through the roof because they just signed with Amazon to make a Grendel oh, series. Fuck, yeah. And it's like, that's cool. Cause I got a fucking a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. cool. But and the, like the other thing is it's like with my comic book collection, 
I have a lot like all the comics that I've had since I was a kid. They're off the table. Like, I don't care what it's worth. That's yeah. mine. Like, I'm keeping no, it. No, there's like, a price. There's a for price. The, for the, I mean, there is a price, but yeah. not, not the books I have, none of them are going to hit that price. Right. You know, um, or they, or there is a price, and I know that that's the price, and I'm glad I have the book, so eat a dick. Like, if all of a sudden <laughs> I had an X-Men book that was suddenly worth like $2 million or something, oh, yeah. gone. I'd be fucking hard-pressed to keep sitting on that book. Hard-pressed isn't even but the word. It'd be gone. Uh, with an X-Men, I'd be hard-pressed. Really? Like $2 with some million? Of, dollars? Yeah. Pay off your fucking house, bunch of money in the fucking bank. Or sit on that X-Men, and 10 years from now, it's worth $5 now, million. You could be dollars. dead 10, 10 years from true. now. From who knows what the fuck's going on in the world? That's Fuck true. that. That'd be gone. Yeah. $2 million, not, gone. Not me, not with comics. I don't know. $2 million, I might That's sing a different story. But for that, I mean, that, like it could be thousands of dollars, and I'd still sit on it. But then there's ones that I'm not sentimental about. If I suddenly found out that these Grendel books I have are worth fucking thousands and thousands of dollars collectively, I don't give a fuck about them. I'm not sentimental. I thought it was a cool story, and I kept buying them. Yeah. Like as an adult, and I liked them, but if there was suddenly a huge fucking price tag, I'd be like, done. Like fucking yeah. buy these Grendels, bitch. That's crazy how that X Men holds such a special place, though. But even other ones, like I've I've got a bunch of I've got other comics from when I was a kid, and I would I would like a bunch of old Hulks and a bunch of old Captain America. Are they actually yours old... from when you were a kid? Yeah, that's a, it's the one you got at the fucking store when you were. I either got 12. them at the store, like the thing that really turned me on to comics. I bought some at the store. But then my mom, someone my mom worked with, got rid of his comic book collection, and it so was probably it was probably you bought it as a child. It is the copy you got as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't buy cool. it. She just yeah. she knew he he knew that my mom had kids and said, "Hey, do you want to take these comics home to your kids?" Wow. My brother didn't want them. She gave me like one and a half long boxes of com- a lot of them were X Men. That's probably where my love for X Men and a lot of my X Men that are worth money came from there. Like first appearances of a whole lot of fucking people, all the like John Byrne mid nineteen seventies stuff. Like I've got a lot of those, and I've had them, you know, since I was a kid. And it's like I'm not fucking get rid of those. At the time, had he offered you two long boxes of Playboys versus the X Men, what do you think you would have taken? You still would have taken oh, the, the comics. Yeah, X-Men. I would have taken the comics. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. How old were you? Fuck, I don't know. Fourth grade? Is that a relevant question? Oh, fourth grade. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's relevant. If he was fucking 15, it would have been like, oh, Playboys. Like, if he was fourth grade, he's like, fuck off. I want X-Men. No, if I was 15, I still would have taken the (laughs) X-Men. That's Dave, though. It's Dave we're talking about. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Well, but I mean, how many fucking Playboys do you need? Yeah. Just one, man. Exactly. I don't need need two long boxes (laughs) worth of Playboys. Yeah. I don't know. I remember walking around, like, my friend would be like, it was literally like, Hey, if we walk down this fucking dirt road, like way the fuck out here in this fucking like abandoned him. shack yeah. under this toolbox, there's like three pages of a Playboy. Yeah, exactly. a titty. Like <laughs> yeah. seriously. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. We went on those walks where I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. You know, it's thirst. crazy. Our yeah. kids will never get that. They have the <laughs> no, no. Like, yeah. like, hey, no. roll that log over and there's yeah. a titty under there. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a no. fucking. <laughs> you're never, you're never going to yeah. find dad's porno mags. Right. You know exactly. I mean? like, it's never yeah. going to happen. No, the, the alternative is we have to teach our kids how to do Google searches that don't accidentally land them in porn. Dude, yeah. I did. A fucking or, or if you're trying to teach them how to like surf, right. It doesn't land in like some fucking crazy shit. Exactly. I, you know what I mean? Like I had to take a, what was it? How did I fucking fix that? I don't remember what happened, but Maddox was little dude and, and he had tongue surgery and shit. So he talks like cute little kid. Like it was fucked up. And he said, I don't know why he was looking it up. I was sitting there in the chair and he's sitting on the couch and he Blue said, waffles. he's like, okay, Google. Like, no, he said chocolate T-Rex. And it was like clit. 
And it just fucking, uh. I was like, boof, like a fucking, did like front flip, like, it was like chocolate clit or some shit. I fucking did like a front flip, grabbed that chocolate. fucking iPad. It was yeah. just like pussy, 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 grab the screen. And I was like, shit. And I had to like take it off and we like threw away Safari or something off the dock. I don't remember what we had to do. We had to fix it. So we had to type it. I don't know. I got around it in some way, but dude, he said chocolate T-Rex yeah. and oh, it was yeah. just like clit. right away. Yeah. It was like yeah. clit. Yeah. It was like cocaine. That's what the internet was created for. Yep. So um, later on, after he leaves Marvel, he creates a thing called POW, which is Purveyors of Wonder, and they they publish an autobiography of him. They made Stripperella, which I think was on FX or some Spike. It was on Spike TV Spike. with uh, Pamela Anderson, right? Stripper mm-hmm. Stripper with uh, superpowers or what? Yeah. yeah. I think it was Pamela uh-huh. Anderson and Stan Lee combined. Um <clears throat> But he did. He did a bunch of different stuff. He got the medal of uh, the medal of arts honor huh. from uh, W. Um, and there's footage of him like getting the award put around his neck. Um, and uh, he did a bunch of different stuff. He has he had a YouTube channel that was pretty successful. Um, he really sort of cashed in on his own celebrity, you know, there yeah. towards the end, which good for him. Well, and a lot of comic cons <laughs> and stuff, he would go and speak oh, yeah. and sign fuck autographs. Yeah, and, I mean, yep. fuck, dude, if he showed up somewhere, oh, there'd what be you get, 20 bucks an autograph or something. Probably, yeah. like probably 50 or 100. Yeah, 100. Yeah. Probably. Damn. Yep. Um, you know, I, that's the thing. I'm not even a comic, so I would totally fucking pay that if I had it. Yeah. Like, just to be able to, like, get a picture with them and, like, have them sign. Well, yeah, you, you walk know, up. Like, you, you, know your... the, you know the celebrity. You know that, like, especially, too, like, a lot of people bank on that for when they do die. Right. Like if you have comic books, like if you got a fucking like a key issue of some comic book with his signature inside that fucking front oh, cover. Fuck yeah. I'm I not mean, talking about that. I'm like, no, comics that, society, no, I know, like, but that's a big thing. Just like the fucking, icon of yeah. it. Like if I yeah. ran into George Clooney and he's like, yeah, hundred bucks a big. No, I'm good. No. Like, oh, I'm like Stan what? Lee, you'd be yeah. like, fuck I'm not yeah. going to pay a hundred dollars to get no. a fucking autograph from George. Okay. Clooney. I'd pull out my fucking from dust till dawn disc, right? Fucking from <laughs> my balls. It, yeah. Oh yeah. It's no, it's really funny though. Like if you're an actor, like if you're just like a regular actor, you're a douchebag if you charge for autographs. Yeah. But if you're at a con or if you're, you're a wrestler, 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 yeah, wrestler, then, fucking, yeah. but if you were like a basketball player, you're a fucking dickhead. Yeah. For well, charging. You know, I think, but if you're, fucking, you're getting paid different, if you're Hulk though, Hogan, you know, you're yeah. paying, you're paying money to get that autograph. Yeah. You know, I think because funny. it's a, it's an event. It's organized that, you know, you're True. going there expecting to buy something. It's like, you're not going to walk in the fucking uh, restaurant and see a, a music artist and be like sing for me right now Aerosmith right, right. I want to hear fucking Angel right now yeah, yeah. like it's not gonna happen magic's dude. like that and like the artist <clears throat> you go in there and, and uh, you can have them sign cards and right. stuff and a lot of it they never charge you but it is it is good um, magic who signs a magic card what do you yeah. mean yeah Magic cards, the artists. The artists. Oh, the artists? Or yeah. like, there's celebrity magic oh, yeah. artists? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, celebrity. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but in yeah, that, there's very circles, big. Yeah. yeah. There's very big, like, um, Quentin Hoover, he's passed away and he signed very rarely. Mm-hmm. So if you have a card that's signed by him, actually, it's worth more as opposed to some of the cards that are signed by, like, Mark Teeden, for example. He signs all the time. So it's not and worth it's, the money. It actually, yeah. It's actually considered a damaged card. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, funny, dude. So, but it's still good to have a signature because people look for it. Some people want a deck with yeah. all signatures. You right. know what I mean? Every Crazy. card has a signature. But they're like, it's good uh, form, I guess, to like, if you get signatures from them, because people hand them stacks of cards and shit. Like, yeah, those fucking. You can't do 100, bro. And, uh, but, but they sell. 
uh, they sell stuff. They sell art, little pieces of art. Yeah, they sell things yeah. that they've done. Uh, so it's good, you know, good to buy something from yeah, them. Get you know what I mean? To support them. Piece, yeah. yeah. Or so. be like, yeah, I'll sign these, bro. It's five bucks a card, though. How far are you want me to go? Some do. Some do <laughs> charge. Yeah, like some five, do charge. Ten. Yeah. And so, even in the comic book side, like some cons, like artists will go. And to my knowledge, they, I mean, unless things have changed. Last time I went to San Diego, the none of the comic book artists, they'd always have a booth. They'd always be there signing stuff. And so if you brought up a comic that they did, they'd happily sign it for free. But they made their money because you would, like, people would go up and be like, hey, how much would it cost to draw? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, Do oh, you're doing, you're yeah. doing Daredevil right now. You know, could you, what if, could you draw Daredevil like fucking eating a hot dog with like a fucking Mets hat on? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. It'll be like 220 bucks. Yeah. I'll have it done by two o'clock. Yeah. Oh, and shit. they're like, okay, cool. Same thing. So all the these cards. people, yeah. like all these people are paying comic because they can just shit those fucking things out. Yeah. He's like, and they'll Sharpie, fucking draw yeah. all this stuff and they'll, they'll get money for all these commissions. And then those commissions often become worth quite a lot of money. So. You've got well, it's one of yeah. a kind. Yeah. 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 We had a, uh, Bob had a, he bought a, it was a demonic tutor you know, magic card uh -huh. and it was demonic Babe Ruth and he had like a, he had a fucking baseball <laughs> bat and fucking, and it was drawn by the artist. You know what I mean? Like, so right. yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like that card is one of a kind, That's you funny. know, there's not another one. So, so yeah, so late in life, uh, things got kind of shitty for him. There was, I, I didn't dig a whole I lot remember of there the being story. legal battles and shit. Yeah. So it, there was some, like his <clears throat> daughter, JC, um, and Jesus when Christ. he was, when he was 95, uh, there were damn. other people in the family that were like battling over the future of his estate. Yeah. Like once he dies, I remember that being in the media. Like he was like, in and the apparently he, ab she abused him. Like she abused her father. She was the primary caretaker. It was like an instance of elderly abuse wow. against Stan Lee. Um, and, uh, supposedly yeah. she, uh, I wonder if he him. wasn't a good dad. Like, and she's just pissed off at him. I don't know, man. Or you hear about people asshole. who like once they're, when they fall into caretaker mode, they just can't fucking take it anymore and they fucking snap. And uh, or <clears throat> just the greed that takes over. Yeah, the greed. Die yeah, that does sure. happen. My 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 wife's grandpa, he's he's dying right now. And uh, like, yeah, it's like a weird, like they uh, people start thinking about stuff. I'm like, why are you even thinking about that right now? Yeah. He ain't dead yet. Yeah. Like yeah, he's not dead. Well, who's getting the Corvette and the Harley? Yeah. You know, well, that or, or we got to get shit rid of all this weird, shit. You yeah. know, you're just like, Hey, like well, chill out. He's still he ain't right even, there. Yeah. He's yeah. still there. Right. Like he ain't dead right. yet. You know, like what if he, what if he starts coming to and he wants to go home and look at that shit? Right. You know what I mean? And you just got rid of it all before he's even fucking gone. You know? And you like, also have to figure like Stan Lee's relatives and shit probably thought he was worth a lot more than he was. Probably. Once they're seeing that yeah. these movies are making 1.2 billion oh, yeah. a piece. Yeah. They're like, and oh, he has fuck, no rights to him, all you know? this fucking money. Yeah. And it's like, no, you know, they're paying him his token salary to keep the yeah. face. He was on, humble on about shit. Too. He that, was that George Lucas comparison. Yeah. I'm going to, I want to try to find it in my notes. Yeah, I remember I read it through your notes and I was like, wow, how humble. Did you have it? Where'd you find your notes? Oh, here it is. So when Marvel sold in 2009 to Disney, um, they bought it for $4 billion, which I remember at the time, everybody was like, they just paid $4 billion for billion, Marvel dude. comics. Like it's hardly making any fucking money on its comics. Like it's on the verge of bankruptcy. And Disney was like, we got a bigger plan. Yeah. <laughs> like trust us. Yeah. We can get like, it for that cheap. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I'm going to make a quarter of that on the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Like, and I, I now own all that fucking shit. Um, Ugh. but, uh, 
So meanwhile, George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney for $7.3 billion, which just went to fucking George Lucas. Right. And in a quote with Stan Lee, he said, George Lucas, because they were like, are you upset how much George Lucas made on this deal? And he basically said, no, George Lucas did it all by himself. He came up with the ideas. He produced the movies. He wrote and directed them and held the rights to the merchandising. It was all him. In my case, I worked for the publisher. If the books didn't sell, the publisher went broke, and a lot of publishers did go broke. Yeah, he didn't so take he on the like, risk. No, I'm think. not. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Like I worked for the company. You know. Yeah, he's the company man. Yeah. yeah, and he did admit, you know, in several instances, and I don't know how big the controversy is. I don't know if it's against Stan Lee or if against Marvel, but a lot of people who did co-create these things with him like we said, are like, I fucking got no credit for this. I got no money right. for this. And he was even like, we just worked for the company. Yeah. Like, you know, we didn't They paid me. Shit. They didn't yeah. pay you. Yeah. Cause yeah. he did sue him at one point. To, right. And the, the other thing is that the, a lot of the artists praised him for the fact that he gave them credit on the front of those comics. Yeah. Like it was like art by, you know, story, even, by, the, yeah. even the lettering, like yeah. you don't give a fuck about who did the lettering. And he would give them you know? credit on it's that. Comic book. He's like, yeah. If you looked at DC, he's like, there's nothing there. You have no, no idea who drew fucking what. No, no one got credit. He's like, he made sure we got credit. Yeah. And that's why he gave him those cool little names and shit. Personas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made them rock yeah. stars. Um, and that pretty much set the precedence for the industry. Eventually every artist and every writer was like, no, put my was, fucking name on the book. It's funny. You everyone know, was happier with their name on the book until shit went crazy. Like Spider-Man crazy or Marvel crazy. Like when it went like to the movies, then you're like, okay, wait a minute. Right. I made Spider-Man. I should be getting right. some of that shit. Right. Yeah. Which I get it. As soon yeah. as the money came. Well, really though, like, I mean, it's just like any company, really the company made Spider-Man. Right. You know, and the company saw the money. Right. Know. Cause they took the risk. That's what you're saying. Yeah. About, yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, took yeah. the risk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, social media winner for this week on the Dark Watcher is going to be Uber Goober on uh, Uber Goober on Twitter. Mm. Going to win a T-shirt. Wow, that's uh, Chris. Yeah, Frankie Pigeon is going to reach out to you, and you're going to get a T-shirt if you give your personal information he's, out. He's local. Who is it? Mm-hmm. You know Uber Goober? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cheap shipping. Plays, Cheap shipping. Plays old school. Nice. Plays plays Magic. Yeah, magic well, didn't know that by Uber Goober. So there's no favoritism there. No, I didn't know. But I, I am happy. It. It's only three dollars twenty four cents to ship that shirt <laughs> to you, sir. <laughs> or you can come pick it up. Yeah, it won't be fifteen dollars. No, I'm shipping it. Don't be. Oh, I'm busy. Okay. Don't be coming over here. Come. I say you come over here. Yeah. Talk his ear they off. Will. I'll come leave it. I'll leave here. it at the front desk. It'll yeah. be at the front desk with your name on it. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I mean, if it's if you want to come by and see the studio, that's fine. Chris, he doesn't give um, shit. He doesn't. No, he's been down here. Um, also, we are part of the Podbelly uh, Podcast Network. Go to podbelly.com and check out other cool podcasts. Uh, like Robots for Eyes and Hillbilly Horror Stories. Um, we are brought to you by El Yucateco. That is our primary sponsor. It's nutritious, delicious. Put it in your mouth hole. You can get it at Walmart, Target, most major grocery stores. I had fucking trouble getting it at Walmart, though. It's delicious and nutritious yeah. and can make your farts suspicious. Yeah, I can. Nice. So, <laughs> unless you got COVID and you don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I went to Walmart and I was trying to fucking find Triple X because I'm out of Triple X right now and I'm fucking steamed through the fucking Caribbean. So red, green, and black. Red, green, and black. They didn't have shit. They, they had nothing? one bottle Dude, of Walmart's black. Walmart's terrible. Yeah, have you noticed like everywhere is like you have to go to like four or five different stores to get, well, I don't know, Dave, I don't know. Like you have it to go to like four scrappy. or five different places to like get like everything. Like, you I, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it, nobody has anything. Yeah. You go somewhere and you're like, fuck, they don't have, they don't got shit here. Yeah. Like Vaughn's didn't have it. I felt some people's yeah. pain because usually it's like either we got fucking cases of it they gave to us. But now that I'm on the search for it because we're kind of, yeah. we're out of the one I wanted, mm. I fucking didn't find it. And I was like, man, I went to fucking, uh, Vaughn's don't have it. Fucking just order one of the big jugs. I'm just man. Gonna, I have to do that again. Yeah. yeah. 
That'll hold you over for a little bit. I like the, you know, it's like weeks. the, I like the. We'll make a little funnel, tangible, make a funnel and fucking funnel it in there. A black's so much thinner. It's like Gatorade or something in there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so thin. Just order a bunch of bottle. Yeah, I could do that. That's, yeah. Yeah, there you go. But you can't. You go fucking find that shit. Next crime. Yeah, you find it in the wild like everybody did this week. Some, we had some good posts of, of finds in the wild this week. People finding them. Yeah, we did. There was uh, there was dates and fucking people oh, introducing people to Teco and all kinds of cool stuff on the mm-hmm. internet. So thank you for doing that. Um, but go check out Teco. Um Also, check out Print Dirt Cheap for all your printed goods. They make stickers and all kinds of cool shit. Um, go over there and check them out. Check out Two Day Banners. Um, check out Jimmy D's Tees. Uh, he makes stuff. If you need silkscreen stuff done, he can do that for you. He does a bunch of stuff for us. And that stuff is available if you want to support us at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. Um, also, check out SKR Apparel at S-U-I-K-E-R Apparel.com. Use code SOFKING to save some money when you do. And check out RetroVague at RetroVague.com. And uh, Mindframe Podcast, if you haven't listened, what are you doing? Get over there and listen. There's fucking super fucking cool. You can binge that shit and catch up, and then you'll be fucking waiting on the next episode. I'm waiting like on me. the Netflix show. Oh, I got CJ Laser listening now. He's fucking yeah, hooked. He's Finally got him to fucking listen. I was like, I told you, dude. I've been telling you this whole fucking time. He's like, no, I'm into it. <laughs> I was like, I knew you would. Like, you and Dave are in the same kind of sci-fi shit. You love that kind of stuff. I was like, it's fucking good. And I was like, he's like, yeah, but I got, I was like, I know. It's not like on the TV. I was like, but just listen. I mean, I don't right. know. You got those fucking headphones in all the time. Listen while you're walking or whatever you're doing. And he did. I was like, especially because some of the first ones are like nine minutes, 12 minutes, 22 minutes. Like, some of those first ones are pretty short. And then you get fucking hooked. Yep. So. Check it out. It's amazing. Dave's a good writer. That's all I got. Uh, we have a Sculpt Member of the Month. We're going to continue through this month a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed last week, but we are back. And, of course, it's none other than the man you know and love, Alan Mills. We all love him. We all love him. His mom doesn't love him. No. Uh, he, yeah, he he has four brothers and three sisters, and he's the ugly one. Yeah. It's kind of like a um, and all of our love's just kind of like, like a, deja, a sympathy. Yeah, their house is kind of like a deja vu. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You go in yeah. there and they got they got three ugly ones: just mm-hmm. him, his mom, mm-hmm. and his dad. Yeah, the rest of just them are normal ones. looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all different. Strippers. The thing is, though, they they think it's like deja vu. Like I don't know if you've seen pictures of the house. They all say no, it's just like deja vu. Because we've got, mm-hmm. you know, you dance around mm-hmm. in the middle, mm-hmm. except it's not a pole, it's a fire hydrant. Yeah. That's so a big kind of a strip weird, for hydrant? the record. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not a, like a chain. Yeah. yeah, no, it's Deja Vu's big. But yeah, they dance Deja around the fire hydrant. Uh, worldwide I feel like we talked about this before. Yeah, it's yeah. a chain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gone. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it's not local. Yeah, yeah, in Michigan. Yeah. Nah. I think local. they changed the name of the clubs though, right? Is ours called something? It's like Deja Vu something? No? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. If I, I mean, my, his house has deja vu on the front of it. Yeah. So it must be a chain. It's chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they don't dance on a pole there, though. It's a fire hydrant. They dance on a fire hydrant. Uh, is it because his mom's a bitch? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, weird. That yeah. is weird. Yeah. They rub weird. all up on the fire hydrant. They really can't stand <laughs> up because they have to stay at fire hydrant. Maybe level. they heard the term uh, doggy style and they got confused. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what dogs it is. pee on fire hydrants, man. Yeah. I don't understand. They like put that. Well, the all their eyes are crossed. True, and the whole yeah. the whole thing doesn't make sense. While they're doing it, they bark like seals. So like while they're, while they're like laying on their side, right. rubbing on the fire hydrant, and they're going or 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 is Orman there too? Or or it's weird. It's a weird scene. It's a weird scene. That's very weird. I'm getting yeah. weird pictures. Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't know where you got those pictures from, but uh, he sent them to the um, email. Oh, did he? I yeah. didn't even see that. I just yeah. I kind of 
brisk past brisk yeah, right it's on. It's probably a good thing. I can't unsee it. Walk briskly past that. I can't that. unsee it. Can't unsee it. No. It's like the hand in the shredder thing. The, yeah, you can't unsee it. You can't it. unsee those things. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Alan Mills, our scope member of the month. Uh, thank you for being engaged and involved. And uh, you're a fantastic uh, <clears throat> person. Yes. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofaking Podcast. If you are on Reddit, go to our for our forward slash suffocating podcast. There's 160 deja vu locations. That's apparently, it. I had no idea. Yeah, I thought some dirty Bakersfield shit they just didn't take care of. Mm. Just a faded no, ass, ass pink, dirty. I don't know. They're signs. probably dirty everywhere. They're probably the same. They all look like that. There might be one good. Maybe there's three good ones. They're brand new. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, shit. Really. I don't think that shit's been changed since like I was in high no, school. No, because if you go to like strippers in L.A., they're, they're like a higher level than here. You know what I mean? Like here, it looks like they're like all like. Do they really need to change the sign and make it look good? <laughs> Apparently not. No, no. There's like, people. As are, long as there's still going to be an 18 year old, vu, people are still. Yeah, there's still going to be an 18 year old that just had a birthday that's yeah. going to fucking deja vu. Exactly. Like, yeah, because like you go to L.A. to a strip club and it's a whole different. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, like, see, they have different names. That's what I was saying though. Like, okay, yeah, like Club Rouge, Condor. Um, well, it's probably like a spin Crash off. Academy, Cut and Poke Cigar Lounge. Oh wow! Diamond Club, Dick's Last Resort, DV Deja. Dick's Last Resort. That's a. That's a hotel and I don't know Deja Vu Bar and Nightclub, uh, Deja Vu Showgirls Tijuana. They must own that. They must all. They must own all that stuff. Dream Girls. Because Dick's Last Resort is the hotel is is in uh, what the Excalibur in Vegas. Like it's it's like a it's it's a it's like a bar. It's not a strip club. Well, I don't know much about it. I'm arguing it. I went in high school like twice. Hmm. You don't have to be 18 to get in there, huh? I don't know. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, you do. They don't sell alcohol. No, no, I think it's oh, yeah. you only have to be 18. Yeah, when, we were, when I was yeah. like a senior or some shit. See? Yep. Somebody's turning 18. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Someone's always turning 18. Someone's always turning 18. Yep. Every day, someone's turning 18. Yep. Um, yeah, so Reddit, r 4 slash Suffolk Podcast, Facebook, in, Facebook, uh, the Facebook. The Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Suffolk King Podcast. Uh, ins- personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. We have Suffolk King Brent and Suffolk King Dave. Also, check out El Cateco underscore Hot Sauce, Jimmy D's Tees, and Podbelly. And uh, I think what I've decided to do, which I did on this last bonus episode, is I'm putting music that I have from the playlist on the bonus episodes because they're private. Oh, there so, you go. Um, so, yeah, so if you're a patron, you get in the bonus episodes. Uh, I do have music on there. Uh, the playlist is Suffolk Podcast 2021 as of right now. And that's pretty much it. Don't be a good one.